Om Shri Sai Ram, offering most humble pranams at the divine lotus feet of our ever-present Lord, invoking Bhagwan's benediction for today's session. Dear listeners, a very loving Sai Ram to all of you. Om Sahana Vavatu, Sahana Ubhunaktu, Sahaviryam Karavavahai. तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु तत्सत्ीसाईश्वरापणमस्तु वी सॉ द मीनिंग ऑफ द वर्ड निर्वाण इन निर्वाण षटकम last week and today by bhagwan's grace we shall begin the study of this hymn composed by shri shankaracharya nirvana shatkam and as we know it comprises of six verses or six shlokas and that is why it is known as shatkam it is also called by the name atma shatkam because Every verse has four quarters and in the first three quarters of every verse the nature of the atman which is not which means whatever atman is not that is negated and in the last quarter whatever atman is that is asserted and that is why it is also known as atma shatkam first we shall listen to the singing of the first verse of atma shatkam shivoham 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 शिवोहम मनोबुद्ध्यहंकार चित्तानिनाहम न च श्रोत्र जिह्वे न च ग्राणनेत्रे न च व्योम भूमिर्न तेजो न वायु चिदानंदूप शिवोहम शिवोहम चिदानंदूप शिवोहम शिवोहम इन द फर्स्ट वर्स as we can clearly make out what is negated is this subtle body so the author says neither am i the mind nor the intelligence ego or the memory mano buddhi ahankara chittani naham and here the language used is aham and aham is used in the meaning of 
our true self self with capital s i am not this i am not this and this is the language used then the second line says neither am i the organs of hearing nor that of tasting and smell or seeing which means the pancha gnanendriyas are negated here so it says nacha shrotra jihve nacha ghrana netre this refers to the negation of the five senses of perception or knowledge called as pancha gnanendriya then nacha vyoma bhumihi na tejaha na vayuhu which means the five great elements namely the sky the earth the fire and the air are negated here so negation of the pancha mahabhutas since we have studied tatva bodha we now know that all these belong to the subtle body the sattvic aspect of the five great elements each element gives rise to a particular gnanendriya and the collective sattvic aspect of all the five elements put together they form the inner equipment or antahkarana consisting of manas buddhi chitta and ahankara so the first one to be negated is the antahkarana and even in the antahkarana the very first entity that is negated by shri shankaracharya is the manas this is because as we all know the bondage is in the mind so knowledge has to be brought in the mind and that is why it is very very important to first negate this mind to realize the true nature of atman so the last line says chidananda rupah shivoham shivoham i am the ever pure consciousness and bliss and i am shiva which means i am the auspicious that is what it means see the manas or the mind we all know is the seat of emotions see when we say we are negating this mind it doesn't mean that the mind will disappear for us no we are negating our identification with the mind or our attachment to the mind the conviction that i am this mind that is negated so negation is negating our identification with the mind see the simple logic in vedanta which is used for negation is whatever i say as mine if i say this is my table that means i am not the table that is not me so the same logic is used here if i say this is my mind it means that i am not the mind so this mind is not me that is the logic of negation as the bhagavad gita says natu aham teshu te mayi which means they are in me but i am not in them which means i maintain an attitude of detachment towards the object and i maintain an attitude 
ऑफ विटनेस और साक्षी भाव इट इज इन मी बट आई एम नॉट दैट दिस इज द लॉजिक ऑफ निगेशन एंड ऑल्सो द इमोशंस इन द माइंड वी कैन क्लियरली मेक आउट दैट दे कम एंड गो एंड दिस मोमेंट वी मे बी सैड एंड नेक्स्ट मोमेंट वी मे बी हैप्पी सो दिस इमोशंस और ट्रांजियंट दे आर नॉट परमानेंट दे जस्ट कम एंड गो एंड एज वी ऑल नो बाई डेफिनेशन Atman is the unchanging supreme reality so how can atman be the mind which is ever changing that is also the logic for negation then the author negates buddhi i am not the buddhi i am not the intellect and buddhi as we all know is the seed of decisive thoughts nischayatmika buddhi it is the determining faculty of our antahkarana and buddhi is also the seat of conceptualization creativity and especially logic see as we are listening to this talk we are using our buddhi to comprehend what we are listening to at all so buddhi is very very important for us but the author negates the buddhi also and as i said buddhi is the seat of logic and even this logical buddhi has to be negated because we must understand however much the buddhi is important for us at the vyavaharika level the functional level this atman is beyond any logic it is known as avang manasa gochara it is beyond words beyond mind and beyond inner equipment and that is why to realize such an atman it is very important for us to negate the buddhi also but however we must understand that this buddhi is very very important for us to bring the mind under control as swami says the body the mind and senses are like water taps while the buddhi the intellect swami says is like the water tank so as is the water in the tank so is the water in the taps so it is very important for us to have complete clarity of the intellect for this the intellect has to be sharpened with discrimination and this is what is very important for us to always clarify the intellect which in turn controls the mind and the senses swami also says that this buddhi is also known as antarvani or inner conscience and swami goes on to say that out of the four components of the antahkarana it is the buddhi which is very close to the atman and therefore the light of atman first shines on the buddhi and therefore this buddhi has to be always kept in a perfect condition and it must always use the faculty of discrimination to discern between the real and the unreal and this is the importance of buddhi for uh, sadhaka then the author negates the chitta which is the silo of memory 
See, this memory is what we always live in, isn't it? We always keep telling, oh, this happened to me and I did this on such and such a day. And this is what the mind always meanders into the past because of this faculty of chitta and even this has to be negated. And the fourth one that is negated in the first line is the ahankara. What is ahankara? Aham karoti iti ahankaraha which means the sense of doership, I am doing, I am acting, that has to be negated. And Bhagwan in Gnanavahini makes a very important point regarding the problems that the mind has to overcome if the self has to be realized. Swami says there are these four obstacles that must be overcome. The first one is liar or sleep. Vikshepa, the waywardness, and Swami says Kshaya, which is decline or disappearance, and Rasaswadhanam. Liar or sleep is something which is commonly experienced by all of us, especially when we sit for, a, for silent sitting or meditation. When we want to arrest the tendencies that are there in the mind and fix the mind on the self or the object of meditation, then what happens is naturally we go to sleep and this tendency of mind is called liar and this prevents us from being awake. And Swami says this problem is mostly due to indigestion or overfeeding and when we are exhausted with too much of activity throughout the day and then we sit for meditation, or if we have not slept well at night, these problems can be there. And this has to be overcome with constant vigilance and alertness. The second problem, Swami says, is vikshepa or waywardness, which means the mind seeks to run after external objects and so constant effort is needed on our part to turn the mind inwards. And for this, Swami says, what is necessary for us is the power of discrimination between the real and the unreal and have the conviction that all these things that we think of all the time, they are temporary, evanescent and transformable and they are liable to decay and therefore they are unreal or mithya. And this is how these things have to be negated. The third problem, as Swami says, is kshaya or decline. See, this is a state of inertia into which one is driven by despair and this happens to us when we sit in meditation. See, Swami gives an example that one might even indulge in daydreaming in order to escape from the present misery or one might even start building castles in air and this is due to attachment and temptations of the outer world and this is a very common problem that all our minds face when we especially sit for meditation and again this has to be overcome through the power of discrimination. The fourth and the most important problem in the mind 
that comes in the way of realizing the Atman, Swami says, is Rasaswadanam. When Kshaya, Vikshepa and this Laya are overcome, then what happens is, one attains the Savikalpananda, which is the bliss of the highest subject-object contact in deep meditation and this is called Rasaswadanam or enjoyment of bliss. Given this Rasaswadanam should be overcome however happy or however blissful this state is because Swami says this is only the second highest. So the highest experience in meditation is Nirvikalpa Samadhi where the meditator, the meditated and meditation all become one and if we get stuck at the level of Savikalpananda or Rasaswadanam, we cannot progress to the highest state in meditation. So, these are the four problems that we must strive to overcome if we have to seriously meditate upon the Atman. For a sadhaka, what is it that is required in the first stage? See, the first stage for us is to purify this Antahkarana itself. So, this Antahkarana Shuddhi is what we need and we have seen that assiduous practice of Karma Yoga is what gives us this Antahkarana Shuddhi. A purified Antahkarana is very important for us to develop because in meditation, the constant flux of thoughts is produced by the sense of identity. I am Mr. So-and-so, I have got so many degrees and I have this position in the society. These are all the upadis, the identities that we always entertain and every identity is a potential agent for generating continuous thoughts when we sit for meditation because it reminds us of our duties and responsibilities in this worldly life and we get again caught in that even when we sit for meditation. And the sense of identity itself, where does it come from? It comes from a division in the mind, which means, the division means good versus bad. Rich versus poor, right versus wrong, righteous versus non-righteous and so on. See, this is what we always experience in the mind. I am right, the other person is wrong and this itself, this division gives rise to an identity producing continuous thoughts in meditation. That is why it is very important for us to purify our mind to overcome such petty divisions which are always there in the human mind. So, once we negate this mind and the buddhi, like as Swami said, when we overcome these problems, we should also know that we must negate the chitta also and we must even purify the chitta itself. See, if we have got a very favorable memory or a very pleasant memory, then what happens is, Next time, when we think of such a memory, it produces a desire in us and we go after that desire. And this is what Chitta does. 
and if there is a particularly painful memory or an unfavorable memory then what happens when we think of it it produces pain in us and we want to avoid that and we want to have nothing with that at all so either way this chitta is an impediment for us to progress spiritually and that is why it is said we have to live in the present and we should not think of this past and whatever is there in the past that is what creates ego or doership in us and finally the aham ahankara the doership has to be negated see if we look at this doership itself it is a big lie and it is a great myth isn't it we have studied tatvabodha where we saw the identity of the jiva jagat and ishvara especially we saw the identity of the microcosm and the macrocosm pindanda and brahmanda which means when they are so closely related to each other every action that we do we may think as it is my individual action or independent action but it is an expression of totality and many factors are involved therefore we cannot claim ownership over the action or we should not entertain any doership at all that is why this word doership itself is a myth so it is very important for us to humbly always assert to ourselves that we are instruments through which the divinity acts a famous philosopher poet khalil gibran says children come through you not from you and similarly every action happens through us and not from us or not because of us once bhagwan was giving darshan and the background music was going on then bhagwan asked a student where is this music coming from and the student replied that swami it is from the loudspeaker here then swami said but where is the music coming from at all then he pointed to the bhajan mandir and he said the music is coming from inside swami then swami said everything comes only from inside which means it is the divinity within that is the doer and we are just the loudspeakers or we are just the instruments and on another occasion swami said to shrimati geeta mohan ram a very long standing ardent devotee of bhagwan a very inspiring speaker swami said to her whenever you go and give a speech you are only the tape recorder and i have to switch on the tape recorder the switch is in my hands unless i switch it on how can the tape recorder speak and this applies to every action that we do and this bhava the nimitta bhava the feeling of instrument is what we need to always think of and keep in mind and remind ourselves again and again so this helps us to overcome the doership or ahankara and it becomes easier for us to negate this ego or i ego we must remember is edging god out wherever we entertain ego the sense of doership the divinity cannot act through us and in the bhagavad gita one of the greatest statements or the instruction 
ऑफ लॉर्ड कृष्णा टू अर्जुना इज निमित्त मात्रम भव सव्य साची सी वॉट इज दिस सव्य साची सव्य साची मीन्स एन एम्बी डेक्स्ट्रस वारियर विच मीन्स अर्जुना इज केपेबल ऑफ शूटिंग द एरो from both his hands both the right and the left hand he is such a great soldier and the very reason why krishna addresses arjuna here as savyasachi or the mighty ambidextrous hero is however great you may be as a soldier you are only nimitta matram you are only my instrument so whatever the physical power the mental power that we have it is important for us to remind ourselves that we are only nimitta matram and whatever we think is ours is all that is a gift of god and in the bhagavad gita itself in the vishvarupa darshana it is described dronancha bhishmancha jayadhratancha कर्णम तथा ज्ञानपी युधवीरान मया हतांस्तम जहिमा व्यथिष्मा युद्धस्वजेतासी रणी सपत्ना विच मीन्स द्रोण भीष्म द जयद्रत एंड ऑल द माइटी सोल्जर्स दे आर ऑल ऑलरेडी किल्ड बाय मी एंड ओ अर्जुना यू हैव टू जस्ट गो एंड बी माय इंस्ट्रूमेंट एंड कंप्लीट दिस प्रोसेस दैट्स ऑल you just go and fight which means all the action has already been done by me that is what the lord says and we are just the instruments that is all so this nimitta bhava is very important for us to negate the ahankara which is a great impediment for a spiritual sadhak once in ramayana after the lanka battle is over and rama is coronated in the open sabha in the open court lord rama starts praising hanuman he says it is because of hanuman that sita was stressed when she was imprisoned in lanka and it is because of hanuman we could form this vanara army and we could go to lanka and we could kill ravana and even lakshmana's life was saved by hanuman and he is praising hanuman to sky like this and this hanuman the dasanudasa that he is that the blessed soul that he is he clutches on to the feet of lord rama in his heart and he says oh lord save me oh lord save me oh lord save me which means as the lord is praising hanuman Hanuman can sense that his ego rising up slowly the ego lifting his ugly head and he is praying to the lord fervently to protect him from this doership or ego and this is what we need to do to pray to the lord to protect us from this sense of ego or doership is very essential for a sadhaka that is why it is said vidya dadati vinayam whatever we study that has to give us the sense of humility in us and that is why a devotee always says naham naham not i not i only thou o lord so this is the devotion or the feeling of a devotee towards his master and which is very important for us
ஸோ சிஸ்டமேட்டிக்கலி த்ரூ ஸ்பிரிச்சுவல் சாதனா அண்ட் ஆல்சோ த்ரூ ப்ராப்பர் அண்டர்ஸ்டாண்டிங் த அந்தஹ்கரண சுத்தி ஹேஸ் டு பி ப்ராட் இன் அண்ட் தென் அந்தஹ்கரண ஹேஸ் இட்ஸ் செல்ஃப் ஹேஸ் டு பி நெகேட்டட் விச் மீன்ஸ் திஸ் மைண்ட் த இன்டலெக்ட் தே ஆர் ஆல் இன் மீ ஸோ ஐ எம் நாட் தெம் ஐ எம் அப்பார்ட் ஃப்ரம் தெம் ஐ எம் டிஸ்டிங்க் ஃப்ரம் தெம் and these are all the changing entities as we can easily make out but i am that unchanging atman is what is required for us to negate this antahkarana and we shall continue the discussion of the first verse in our next session and before we close we shall just close our eyes and once again listen to the singing of the first verse and as we listen since this is a text for nididhyasana meditation let us not try to analyze the words that are mentioned here let us just try to elevate our mind to the level of the self with our eyes closed and try to abide in the self that is mentioned in the verse शिवोहम 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 मनोबुद्ध्यहंकार चित्तानिनाहम न च श्रोत्र जिह्वे ्राणनेत्रे न व्योम भूमिर्न तेजो न वायु चिदानंदूप शिवोहम शिवोहम चिदानंदूप शिवोहम शिवोहम सो आफ्टर दिस कॉन्टेम्प्लेशन ऑन द वर्स आई विल कंक्लूड विद द शांति मंत्र ओम असतो मा सद्गमय तमसो मा ज्योतिर्गमय मृत्योर्मा अमृतंगमय ஷாந்திஷாந்திஹிஹரிஹிஸ்வராஸ்தூ ஐ எம் தேங்க்ஃபுல் டு